You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Up Your Brave show here with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on Reality Check Radio. Next, I'm chatting with Hector Bassett, and we're diving into the topic of profit, profit, and purpose, creating a life of freedom, how one heart-minded accountant turned business coach and created a life of freedom. Welcome to the show, Hector. Thank you. Very cool to have you here tuning in from Palmy. Yes. <laughs> For those of you that don't know Hector, Hector Bassett is a seasoned CPA with over three decades of diverse business experience with a career spanning 30 years. He has honed his expertise in accountancy, including a foundation-building four-year stint at IRD, Inland Revenue, back in the 80s. For the past 25 years, Hector has been dedicated professional in public practice, specializing in serving business owners and in investors. In particular, he has a passion for serving heart-minded business owners who understand there are more important things in life than building a business empire or acquiring more or acquiring more assets and toys. In November 2009, Hector turned his entrepreneurial dream into reality by founding Davidson Fraser. This firm was born out, out of his passion and vision to provide clients with a distinct and personalized custom fit service in the world of business and money mastery. As the principal and director of Davidson Fraser, Hector continues to lead the way in delivering personalized business and coaching solutions and guidance to his clients. Ooh, I'm excited to hear all about that and particularly the heart-minded side of it and how that came to be. Can you share with us, uh, before we get into that, how is life generally at the moment and, and how have the last three years been for you? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, the last three years have been very challenging. I mean, it's hard to talk about the last three years without talking about COVID, isn't it? Um, and the impacts that have. I guess the particular, the particular, and it's kind of answering your question about heart-minded as well, because the being someone who's helped other people in business, um, I guess I had a my own fairly unique view into um, the impacts of um, the lockdowns and um, the way that I felt we became quite um, a divided country in a, in a way that um, I've never experienced it in my lifetime in New Zealand. And so, um, yeah, so so seeing, uh, I, I've always had a fairly soft heart. If you talk to my wife, you'll see that um I cry at the drop of the hat over many things. Um, I used to really struggle with it as a as a male, uh, feeling like it was kind of a feminine trait, but I've learned to um embrace it and learn to embrace my intuition. Um yeah, so so I've really so and it's really interesting. I, I over the years I had a number of um I was never a great employee. Um, I had a couple of my employers. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, a couple of my employers suggested that perhaps what I was doing wasn't what I should be doing. Um, but I, what part of what I realised is that I always really enjoyed the the kind of left brain, right brain coming together. You know, I I always had a I always had a head for numbers. You know, right from school, even though I didn't apply myself maths just made sense to me 
Um, but what I quickly discovered once I left school is that as much as I knew how to make money and knew how to account for money, I, I was terrible with money because of how I felt about myself. It was essentially a lack of self-esteem that were things that I was taught, uh, not logically, but um, emotionally from the parenting that I had. And, and I, I, I developed a really healthy and great relationship with my dad in his last years. But um, the what, what what they taught me really really stuck with me. So I've so coming back to your heart minded thing and how the last few years have been. I, I've um, you know I've built a business that that uh, a, a lot of it's I, I do coaching, but a lot of it's tax, so so it carries on. Um, but it was very hard for me and heartbreaking for me mm. to see these businesses that over, overnight had um uh had, had kind of lost their way um and and um many of them had um many of them dealt with it better than I did but sit, but seeing it just had a had a particular kind of impact so so yeah, it's been a real it's been a real str- struggle. Um, look, I won't go into all the detail, Natalie, but the um, so so I've always I, I kind of do this right brain business. It would seem, although actually, the more I've gone, the more I um, develop my softer skills uh, and my coaching skills, which essentially is rather than giving you advice, Natalie, how if if I'm dealing with you one of my primary objectives is to understand you, understand your objectives um, and not tell you how to do things, but help you understand yourself, help you understand your objectives and how to put it together. So um, I've really enjoyed bringing the left brain, right brain thing together. And it's really, um, um, it's really been challenging. Um, uh, Just a couple of the things that have happened. um, We've got three boys. My wife wanted them vaccinated. I didn't. Uh, that nearly ended our marriage in and of itself. Um, then trying to live in a house where you're managing out of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost my brother to cancer. Couldn't get over to see him. So, um, and then and then about eighteen months ago, my wife got. My wife got cancer, and so she's 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 had it had surgery, had it removed, and and is um and is um has you know has had surgery and it's and no treatment. So, um, but there, I'm not so much sharing with this from a from a sympathy for perspective, but um, what what I know, Natalie, is that um, my experience over the last three years. Is not unique. Yeah. Um, and basically, uh, I think a lot of our Western culture encourages us to to be positive uh, and just get on, rather than just sometimes. Sometimes the thing to do is sit with it. Life is hard sometimes, and actually, um, and I don't. You know, I don't mind expressing myself like this and the fact that I, I moved to tears like I said that used to I used to feel that was a a weakness but 
I never want to I never want to stop feeling. Mm-hmm. I never want to stop. I want to be outraged by certain things. Yeah. I want to be cross. Um and I want to I want to be okay regardless of how I am and actually make peace with um that I'm not okay because we're all not to some extent and that's part of what's happened over the last little while is there's a there's been a real um significant impact for many so yeah I, I'm um that's kind of how my that's a long answer to your question but um that's you know that's a, that's a snippet we've also done a house renovation that's um been quite traumatic it's it's fabulous to get it done but to um to not have a home to go to has been really challenging with uh trying to raise three kids and and all the interruptions to their school life and all that sort of palaver um and without getting into it too much Natalie I, much of it from my perspective was so unnecessary and, and I think mm-hmm. I think that's what people are starting to see you now regardless of whether you believed in the science or otherwise people are starting to see that you know we, we we as a country haven't done a fantastic job over the last little while um and again that's not to be I was really encouraged when 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 we talked about connecting because you spoke about being uh positive and I can't remember what else you said and I and I thought for me that's really good because I I lean towards the critical assessment um which can be seen as negative but actually if we don't kind of just accept if we don't accept that so much of who we've been is not who we're committed to being it's really hard if we just pretend like it's okay it's really hard to make progress from that place i agree we don't want to just be like oh silver linings move on and coming from your background as an accountant i mean you're trained to see the faults and the flaws that's part of your superpower and we need to look at the faults and the flaws of what we've all been through in order to realize how do we want to show up and and what are we okay with before we get into more stuff i just want to take a moment to acknowledge you on a number of levels number 1 you were like oh my situation's not unique and i hear you and i said yeah like because sadly tragically So many people have been through so many challenges that we never would have imagined. But I still want to honor the fact that you've had quite a few stack up there. You know, when you mentioned the clients and clearly how much you care about them and seeing how they suffered, that affects you. Having the marriage and you're on the opposite side of the street, you know, hey, everyone knows my story. I'm in the exact same boat. It's rough. Um, Your wife with her illness. I mean, some people would have one of those things, right? And then the renovation which, you know, obviously there's a good thing coming with a, a lovely home, but renovations are are trying, especially when things are already hard. So I want to acknowledge, even though you said your situation is not unique, I want to acknowledge you have been through so much. I also want to acknowledge you expressing emotion. And my audience, I imagine some of them would be feeling emotional with you as you were. And I just let you go. I mean, some people would say, oh, can you pause the interview? Can we start again? No. That's not who you are, and I love that. And thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. And that is part of being, I think you used the term, having a soft heart. Well, guess what? What do we need more than ever now? We do need to have a soft heart. We do need to have a critical mind. We do need to have a bit of a discerning outlook in terms of everything we're being told or fed or however you want to look at it. 
So let's talk about freedom. Because one of you know, your topic today is profit, profit, and purpose. And by the way, you guys, profit, P R O F I T, profit, P R O P H E T, and purpose, in case people thought I had a stutter, um, and creating a life of freedom. What is the, what does a life of freedom look like to you? Um, it's, it's really interesting because, um, part of, part of why I chose to, and I've, de- I've developed a, a, a money management program around business. And part of why I've chosen to stay focused on money is not because I love money so much, but because it's so, um, integral to the world we live in. And, um, and like I touched on, I've always had a head for numbers and and understood money, but that doesn't mean I've had proficiency with it. Um, and so, um, so to live in this world and live in reality, generally speaking, you're going to go much better if you accept that there is a financial conversation out there and you learn to be good with it. Um, but so much of it is not is one, it's not rational. Um, and if we learn to understand it. And understand our relationship to money. Uh, that that's that's allowed me to develop um, a sense of freedom around it. And see, here, here's the thing, Natalie, is that um, you know we're middle class, white middle class New Zealand. We're we're not super wealthy. And my wife and I, probably like a lot of people in our story, we had nothing as kids, and we um, so we've got a fair bit of cash, a fair bit of financial resource. Um, but that doesn't make me happy. Like mm. that doesn't resolve, that doesn't help with, you know, those issues that I've talked about doesn't bring my brother back. It doesn't, you know, so, um, so the, so the, so the freedom is, is much, much more. It's not, it's not quite a mindset. I, I kind of have a bit of a bugbear with mindset. Sometimes people probably get mindset. It's a, our minds are part of who we are. You know, if you talk about who I am, I my brain is 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 I own my brain. I own my body. My brain and my body work together. But there's something whether you believe in spiritual or whatever. Um, so it's all about a relationship to money, a relationship to life. Um, so so putting money in perspective. That's 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 what allows freedom. I I still I, I I'm getting quite stressed at times at the moment. I'm taking a step back from my business and. I can still get stressed about my financial situation, even though actually when I speak, look at it rationally, I'm very comfortable. I keep getting distracted by your um, your background, seeing Peter Williams and the and uh, Rodney Hyde. It's, it's <laughs> my like, RCR uh, background. It's, it's, it's like I'm um, like, it's like You're I'm talking to the whole panel over here. Got an audience. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's so that's what it, so that's what it's about. Look, so, so it is it is about uh, you know in a business sense creating financial reserves in your business so that when the Poo hits the fan. Um, you've got something to come back on. The same with your personal life, and um, and and that having those financial reserves that my wife and I built up over twenty years, by the way, um, that's that that does allow for something. But it's not. It's it's only part of the picture. Did that answer your question? Yeah, and I mean, I do want to know what what does freedom look like to you? Meaning, like, like what are you doing? Who are you with? You know, that type of stuff in terms of your your greater vision for yourself. Um, but before you know, so ponder that. I'll come back to it hopefully. 
you talked about people putting aside reserves. What about people for our listeners? I love to give them some really actionable, tangible tips. Sure. What about if some people, someone's listening and they were like, listen, I would love to have some, you know, money set aside, but that just hasn't been realistic. Are there some things that we can do, whether that be mindset or actual strategies with the money to set ourselves up? Even if we didn't start 10 years ago, can we start today? What can we do? hundred percent, hundred percent. We can start today. And so, um, I, I, I think, I think one of the key fundamentals is self-awareness, awareness, awareness, awareness. There's this book called awareness. And this guy continues to say awareness, awareness, awareness. Um, and it's not a sole answer, but it's, but, it, but it's about as close as you get to one. Um, see, invariably what I find, um, Natalie is that, see, I, I deal with lots of small business owners and the more you listen to people, the more you, hear people contradict themselves and and say things that simply aren't true you know people will tell you that that um they can't earn money or that they don't have money for this you know and this 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 is what can be quite funny i i see people's finances you know and it's a very trusted privileged position mm-hmm. but people will tell me they don't have money for things i can produce their financial statements and i go well you found money for this and you found money for this and you found twenty thousand dollars for that. Yeah. You found fifty thousand dollars for a vehicle that you couldn't afford, <laughs> and borrowed forty five of it. Um, you know, and that's that's not. And so I'm generalizing, but you know, there's all there's always a way. You know, I I started. I brought. If you ask my dear wife, I brought debt to my relationship. That's what I brought to it. But I've learned. I've developed. You so there's no. I'd like to offer you a silver bullet, but as you know, the, the one doesn't exist, Natalie. But the self-awareness, being honest with yourself, mm-hmm. um, and here's the second thing: is get support. We weren't, we were built to be in a relationship. Um, sometimes you have to do a fair bit of due diligence to find good people. Being in business for however long I've been in thirteen years or so, um, I've learned a lot by <laughs> much of how I found out what I wanted was by finding out all the things that I didn't. And I found a lot of coaches that, you know, talk a, talk up a game, but you actually get involved with them and they're just not quite, either they're not cracked up to be or they're not a good fit. So self-awareness is great. Um, getting support is great. Taking the time to find people. And you, 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 I'm sure you've experienced it, Natalie. There's, for every, every 10 people that tell you that you can't, you can find one or two that'll go, actually, yes, you can. You made a really good point about the spending because I was thinking that today, actually. I was driving to a meeting to meet the amazing Rachel Shields from the PHA. She's been my guest before. We were having lunch together and there was all the, everywhere I look, there's Teslas. And I'm like, you know, I mean, okay, hey, right? People are like, oh, I have no money. And there's the Teslas everywhere. I'm like, you know, or people are like, I have no money. And then there they are on Instagram having a Fiji holiday. People will put money, you know, it's about priorities. It's about values. So I hear what you're saying. Um, we, but I guess the underlying beneath that is, can we all, you know, put a few dollars aside or is that a good strategy, um, to kind of set ourselves up in the future? I guess it is a reflection of values. Yeah. And look, that's, that's, so we, what you're touching on there is, is, so when you start to get the, how do I do it? That's, 
that's much more dynamic, that's much more complex, and that's why you need support. And so I, I've recently, like earlier this year, I've started working with this chap who calls himself a anti-financial planner. His background's in financial planning, but he he got into this dynamic and basically found out that all the financial planners were getting wealthy, but the clients weren't necessarily. So he's he teaches people. So uh, so he teaches people how to invest their money. And so um, there are people out there that can not just teach you, but teach you how. So you know, it's that idea of teaching you to fish. So this guy's got strategies that he teaches and gives away to. Well, he, you know, it's a fee, fee for working with him. Yeah. Um, so. I'm 55, and yes, I've got some financial reserves, but I, you know, I'm not as well off as a lot of people my age. And I'm I'm introducing a strategy with my wife, um, which adds challenges. By the way, doesn't it? You know, two people in a relationship have two slightly different agendas, but that's all part of the game, and that's also why you need support. It's very, you know, digressing, but yes, the, the there are people out there who can help. Um, and you just keep looking. That I'm const. That's my life is is constantly self evolving. It's constantly searching for um, people who are going to not just tell me what I want, but people who are going to find help me find out how it's possible, rather than just tell me why I can't and how I can't. Mm. You raised such a good point there about the relationship. And I mean, I had a divorce coach, Kimberly Sweeney, on my show m- many months ago when I started. And I really think, you know, we would all benefit if we had, you know, a, a um a session, like a relationship empowerment session, you know, before we get to the divorce side of things, right? To keep the relationship thriving um every year and maybe even one where we talk specifically about money, like you said, because we come from such different backgrounds or values or beliefs or money mindset beliefs that as a couple, it's such an easy thing to disagree on. Um when there's purchases to be made or decisions to be made, having somebody else ask the questions so that collectively, you know, together as a couple, we can figure out what are our priorities, what are, you know, what is the big picture? I think that's a, a really good point. Yeah, I've often, um, my wife, Shalom, and I have pretty much from day one had a counsellor and um, we've both um you know, for some some challenging things, but also just from a um, a healthy point of view, and um, how we've we've often referred to that counselor as essentially a referee. You know, his, his name's Mike, and um, you know how it is. Sometimes I'll suggest something, and my wife thinks it's a terrible idea, but Mike suggests the same thing. Oh, that's a good idea, Mike. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and um, so yeah, I, I can't I can't recommend it enough, and just quickly the one of the things that I, I, I'm massively grateful for is that um before my wife and I got married we had a conversation around money um and it was a quite an uncomfortable conversation but we essentially agreed on a budget and we agreed to have an allowance and I'd got you know I was 30 something I'd been living in Wellington and earning a reasonable salary and spending as I pleased and then my dear wife who's doesn't spend a lot on herself, suggested we, I think she suggested our allowance be $20 a week. I was going, $20 a week? You know, and so, but to have that conversation was really helpful. And actually, that's one of the reasons why I like working with money because 
it does it's a it's very tangible and you can and it actually can, sometimes it can take the emotion out of it because you can just talk you can because like you said the or maybe you just touched on this is the financial aspect is a reflection of your values you know i saw this post the other day um $100 $100 to to buy health products or oh, i'm not going to do that $100 for beer and wine no problem I'm the um, opposite. I would never go and spend hundred bucks on beer and wine, but I would well, definitely spend it on again, so that's, that speaks to your values. And, and by the way, that's great. And I'd say that's I'd say that's a little bit unique. Um, but yeah, so that I so so it's a very it's a tangible thing that can actually have uh and so we we set up and I got some help. Yeah, to, it's interesting, but, isn't it? I was just starting to think I would I wouldn't spend a hundred dollars on a new bikini, but I would definitely spend a hundred dollars to go to a conference that I'm really into. You know, like different priorities. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's the thing. Like I spend and that's that's one of the challenges in our relationship. I've um I've spent a lot of money in coaching in the business. Mm. I've spent a fair bit of money too getting uh help with different personal things. Um and Shalom doesn't uh spend on that but she likes to buy presents and she likes you know all the stuff that she likes but some of that is love languages isn't it like maybe is gift giving her one of her 100 but that but that's and and look and that's and that's the thing like see i i really don't like the context of compromise in a relationship i like you know i'm a christian Mm -hmm. i believe in this idea of two people coming together and becoming one but the the na- what exactly what that looks like for me it looks much more like two people completely following their own paths and choosing to live a life together and so when you can um have those conversations it can be it's you know it's much more empowering to go okay look sweetheart I, I don't want to spend money on that but I do want to spend money on this so then you can um you can work out empowering context to you know we're in a situation where ne- neither of us are excessive which is which is great um and so you know she she'll often ask me ask me if she can spend a hundred dollars or whatever on a pair of shoes or a dress it's like darling knock yourself out seriously um you know so, anyway so it's a it's a good uh, uh, it's a great thing to have a conversation around all the even if it's a bit challenging which comes back to where i started was like that's part of why we don't get through stuff as we we avoid it it's you good luck avoiding it all, you, all you're doing is stuffing it down and causing yourself mental and emotional trauma I think it's easy to judge somebody else, whether it's a friend or someone that you know on social media for their purchases. But I think when we look at it through, you know, values and also, as I just mentioned, the five love languages, if you guys haven't heard of the five love languages, it's quality time, acts of service, gift giving, physical touch, and words of appreciation. And it's kind of like, yeah, we all value these five things, but two of them will probably bubble to the top for you, right? So someone might spend easily $100, let's say, on a massage. And yeah. maybe I would imagine physical touch would be high on their you know, love language. And someone else would be like, I would never do that. And that's fine. We don't judge. We just know, we understand yeah. ourselves. Um, 
Yes. So looping back to my question to you about, you know, what does a life of freedom look like to you, either for someone else or for yourself? Like, what does that look like? And I'd love to ask my listeners, please, what does a life of freedom look like to you? I mean, if it helps to close your eyes and create a vision for me, I'm usually like on a cruise ship or on the deck of a boat. Um, Where are you? Who are you with? What are you saying? What are you wearing? Things like that. What does a life of freedom look like to you? These are the things we sometimes don't think about. What does it look like to you, Hector? Okay, so as I often do, I'm going to answer that slightly indirectly, which is to say uh, that's very much what I'm in the middle of doing. I've recently made a decision to step back from my business and work three days a week, Tuesday to Thursday. Nice. Um, and part of what I've realized is that in becoming a dad and a husband, as you know, 20 years passes by in the blink of an eyelid. And I've kind of, I've actually lost sight of what I really wanted. I've, I've, I've served my boys. I've served my wife. I've served my business. I've served my clients. Um, and and it's, but it's a really good question to ask. And so, and, and so I can tell you a little bit about what I've started to do, which has been unbelievably healthy. See, I, I touch is almost certainly one of my love language. I love massage. I love it. Um, I have started a beginner's yoga class. Um, I, I've always had a morning routine. I, I have some goals, but I have, I, I I'm in no hurry to get there um so i i um i quite often meditate in my bed before i go to sleep at night when i get up in the morning it definitely helps me sleep it definitely helps me start into the day with a clear mind rather than a busy mind um i've just got back to the gym i used to be fit as a young man and uh i'm not i'm I'm tall and quite slim. I'm in reasonable shape, but I, I want to get fitter. Uh, we bought a boat, a little fizz boat to tow tow my kids around. I bought that last year. Um, and uh, my 13-year-old in particular loves that. Um, so so part of I, I'm very much in the middle of uh actually go, what what do I want? What is my life about? You know? Um I spent in the Christmas uh, Christmas holidays, the, the holidays just gone, uh, school holidays, I took two of my lads up to Rotorua to took them to the luge. And even though we took, you know, it was an hour wait to get a ticket and then an hour on the thing to wait, uh, we had the best time. Like I, I love, I love my life. I'm kind of a, even though I put a kind of a dress up and look professional, I'm kind of a hippie at heart, really. I, I Peace, love and happiness. You know, like, yes, I have some goals, but, uh, you know, seriously, what, you know, we, we, you can't take your toys with you that, that, yeah. So I I kind of, um, I'm, I'm about having peace of heart, peace of mind. Uh, I, I love my children. I love my wife. I, I love sharing my heart. I love, uh, connecting with people, um, yeah, so so I'm love having. I I've got Monday and a Friday, where, uh, you know, I'm doing some personal development stuff, and I've, 
Yeah, so that's so that's like I said, a bit of an indirect answer, but it's um, um, I'm rediscovering what it is that I love. See, I'm I'm an office boy, and I'm not great with my hands. But one of the things I'm doing is making this little uh, stand for my boat, so that I can pull it off the trailer and do a bit of work on it. Um, you know, I'm not going to do anything too major, but I'm going to sand it back and paint it and. Um, that see that kind of stuff. It, it, if you're doing it on the weekend and you're trying to squeeze it in with everything else, yeah. Uh, the, see this, and this this is what I've found about my business as well. They see the same activity in a different context is a different experience. But when I when I'm doing it out of a a choice, you know, having Monday and Friday to myself is a even though it's it's still quite a challenging time for me, is is a very empowering context. Did I answer your question? It does. And your response is so timely in terms of, I think a, a lot of people are shifting the way they're living, like what you're doing going, I'm only working three days a week or whatever. And um, instead of living in the future goals, you know, what is your goal? How are you going to get there? Instead of living in the future, you're almost slowing things down and really doing that, be in the moment, live in the present and like you and I have kids with super similar ages, you know, like I've got a 12 year old, you've got a 13 year old, you know, 15, 16, 17. And yeah, before we know it, the first one's leaving home, you know, and then the next yeah. one as well. So it is about going, hang on a second. Like, I just want to cherish every moment and especially the age they're at, right? Such an important time for the bond with the dad. You've got boys, I've got two boys, such a, a critical time. So good on you for having the courage, I think, to craft your lifestyle around what you see is truly important at the moment. Um, I know you talk with your clients and with about um, purpose, you know, yes. in terms of, you know, and you're kind of reevaluating your purpose at the moment. You're doing so much self-reflection. What message do you have for my audience? Like how does someone identify or discover their life purpose? Or do you think we ever really know? Oh, I think, I, I think we, um, Again, just to answer indirectly, I, look, I think our our culture and our programming in in the Western world is is really counterproductive. It's all about it's all about the human doing, and and we're human beings. And so, the the way I've discovered my you know my purpose, which is still unclear, by the way, which is still a work in progress. But the way I've discovered that is by by being quiet, by meditating. By most people are terrified to be by themselves, um, and and it can be challenging because we get so busy in our heads. But so, um, and a big part of how I found my purpose, um, right or wrong, is discovering what I what wasn't it. You know, mm -hmm. being an employee was not my purpose. You should have seen, you know, like I had a, I moved from Wellington to Palmerston North about 20 years ago. And so I, I worked here as an employee in different jobs and I, I, it was, it was awful. Um, I, once I um, started my own business, I was a liberated person. <laughs> um, I, you know, without being too critical, I, I, I discovered that, uh, you know, a lot of people run businesses poorly. It's like, a, and, a, and you don't want to be judgmental about that. But that's the reality. I mean, we, you know, you, you probably know some of the stats. I don't know them exactly, but a massive majority of businesses fail in, in the first two years. Yeah. And almost all of them fail within five years. 
Um, so, yeah, and look, and part of how I discovered my process to kind of answer a baby a bit more directly is uh, um, I became a Christian just before I um, married my wife. And um, I had a, um, what do you call it, when you dunk yourself, a baptism. And I had a I had a man speak prophetically into my life that I would be a leader of men. Uh, and I'm still working that out exactly exactly what it, what it looks like. Um, yeah. So and, and I've yeah. So 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 th this is the other thing I was going to say, Natalie. Is like part of how I found my purpose. By the way, was just actually just around the time I met my wife, I'd been doing lots of different jobs uh, in accounting, more or less, apart from a small stint selling cars, um, and. I knew I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I couldn't spend the rest of my life not knowing. And I actually chose to finish my degree. You know, I was 30 something, hadn't done my hadn't finished my degree, and chose to stick at something. And basically I've become really good at what I do. Um, and and being really good at what I do allows me to add a lot of value to other people's lives. Um and you know, we we were we we're here to 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 live a life of service. Whatever that looks like, and um, without getting too much into my criticism of the church, we we misconstrue that in the church. We become martyrs. The, the church creates a lot of martyrs and religion and bureaucracy and yuckiness. Um, but the idea, you know, when I've a coach I've been working with recently helped me um, really focus on my wife. You know, we we've had some challenges in the last little while and. So I spend, um, I, I'm, I'm really conscious of trying to just be there for my wife, um, being service to my kids, you know, and, and that's, I guess that's the thing. As a dad and a, and a husband, it, far out, I, you, let's not look too far from, from what you, who I'm called to be, right? Mm-hmm. If I can, if I can be a half decent uh, father and husband, that's massively satisfying, Natalie. I don't know how much experience you've had of just when you really feel like you've contributed something else to somebody else's life, and of course, it helps that you love the crap out of them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and that's and and it's and it's a challenge, by the way. That's that's what I've tried. Uh, um, business is messy, you know. Money messes with people's heads. People. People's lives are messy, so it's 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 not an easy thing to contribute to other people. It's like you know, I come across people all the time. It's like I could help you easily, but you're not ready. You don't want to. Um, again, that was a pretty messy answer to your question, but it's and that but that's the thing. Purpose, like you you see, you've probably seen coaches that will tell you that they can show you how to find your purpose. Like bollocks, you can. You know, like there's there's no what you've got a prescription righto okay and and I, don't get me wrong i like process processes are good and processes can help that but um you know there's no prescription to be a parent there's no prescription to to be a, a, a good partner there's no prescription for the really hard things you just have to figure them out um and you have to be patient and develop all those traits to find it well i can definitely see you being a leader i made some notes here leading men, um, showing them 
by example, as you have shown me today, it's okay to have a soft heart and it will help you to discover your own purpose. You're not going to tell them what their purpose is and to be who they truly are. That's, I mean, that's what I can see that the soft heart piece. I really see that from you and showing our guys that you don't have to be all tough. You can still be manly, but having a soft heart is part of what helps you to connect to others. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to ask you, Oh, you've had been through so much, so many things, so that we might have already covered it. But um, I'd love to ask you, what is one thing that you've done in the past year where you truly upped your brave? Yeah, so so yeah, we've kind of touched on it, but what basically what I've done is um, the context of reducing my hours was um, it started with a, an argument with my wife, and I just. I I realized I'd been really struggling. Um, and to uh, be honest about that and uh, to make a decision to um, step back and, um, you know, I, I met with, as, as part, part of the process, I'm making an insurance claim with, uh, income protection and um, business interruption. So, you know, dear insurance companies ask you what's wrong. It's like, well, good luck with that. Um, we, we, uh, shall I write you a list? <laughs> Alphabetical um, or? <laughs> but but um, as part of one of the insurers wanted me to meet with a psychologist and I was really skeptical about meeting with this guy, but it turned out he was a, an awesome character. And um, his, uh, his, his diagnosis was essentially twofold: was that I've got mild depression, um, which I've probably actually had for a long time, Natalie. Which I, you know, it's it's this idea of you just you just carry on, and and to some extent, you know, you can't stop. Stopping's not generally good, um, but taking the time to look after ourselves. So that's been really. Can I ask you? Was it a relief for you when he gave you that massively. diagnosis? Ah, uh, well, can't. Uh, it was a massive, it was helpful. It was definitely helpful. It's um, what was most helpful was just to acknowledge that's where I'm at. Um, and yes, it was, and it was kind of helpful to see it because I, because I don't, I, I'm quite anti-diagnosis. You know, we, we, if I, you know, if I'd have grown up in this time, I, I absolutely would have been diagnosed with ADHD or been on the, the autism spectrum or some other diagnosis, which, don't get me wrong, I'm not invalidating them in themselves, but where our medical profession is quick to check, chuck them out there. It's like, but yeah. don't give me a don't give me a diagnosis if you can't help me. Um anyway, so yeah, and but the other thing, Natalie, that he said that he that he brought up, he talked about moral injury. Have you heard of that term? No. That's that's essentially what I think. Our country is stuck struggling with because it's talks. It's essentially um, a feeling in injustice, uh, like your morals have been breached, and that's very much like. Doesn't yes. matter which side of this equation, whether you've believed in the science or, or, or whatever, especially now that things are starting to calm down, people can see that we weren't very nice to each other, and it, and it happened on both sides, you know. And I, and I'm guilty of this. I 
I, I've never felt so much hatred. I, I felt real hatred for a, for a period there of what I uh, what our government was doing. I just thought it was awful. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and so and so that was that was quite helpful as well to understand that and see that um, and see that much of uh, this is part of what I discovered early on during the COVID stuff was that. Yes, there was awful stuff going on there, but th- but there was a personal conflict going on, Natalie. There was a personal conflict, and you know I've touched on some of those things, and our life just kind of catches life just has caught up with me a little bit, really. That's the thing, you know. Like my mum died when I was young, and my dad was a drinker, and um, I still miss my mum forty something years later. Yeah. And so I just need to take a little bit of time to. Um, Un, un, unwind the chaos and um, uh, you know understand exactly what's going on and understand the path forward and I've just signed up with a with this coach who's um, I think is going to be a great help to me to work through some of this stuff um, and I'm really okay about not being okay I'm really okay about um, saying that I need some help um, and as far as the business goes, Natalie, I think I'm going to be more efficient in three days than I was in five. Um, because I've, I've, my, my concentration has, you know, as you can see, with, when you have stuff going on and you haven't processed it, it's really hard to be rational. It's really hard to be, to do the right thing and be focused. So yeah, well, that's, so I, so I feel good about that. Thank you for opening the door on the dialogue around, um, you know, diagnoses around asking for help. I mean, the importance of having a coach, I absolutely agree. Having someone to ask those questions, to just sit and listen and reflect back to you, it's so vital. Such And the concept of morale injury, which I'd never, definitely never heard of before. Um, and also, I think at this time, so much stuff is coming up for people. Uh, because, you know, with everything that's going on, some people might call it the great awakening or whatever, but a lot of things are coming up for people from their past that maybe they haven't dealt with or haven't had the opportunity or time. So even you like saying as a 40, I think it was 46 year old man, you know, missing your mom, of course. And now it's like allowing yourself and seeking help to help you process that instead of just keeping on going like we normally do is so admirable. Thank you. Yeah, really I, I, look, I think what you just said then too is interesting um, because I think, um, I think now a couple of years on is I think some of the issues are really starting to show up mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people essentially for a period of time, um, in one way, shape, or form, just held on for grim death. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if it, and it's not time to just hold on anymore. We need to actually allow things to process through our body, to release them, to release the anger, the sadness, the grief. Um, I think it's such an important time. So what you're doing, slowing down, um, is so critical. To our audience, I'd love to know what's resonating for you. We've covered a lot of things in this conversation, which started off talking about profit, <laughs> profit, and purpose. Um, what is resonating for you? You can send us a text, 2057, or email inbox at realitycheck.radio. Hector, what have you got on your bucket list? Something you'd love to do, be, or experience in your lifetime? Um, well, one of the things I've been thinking about for a long time is um, whether it's a one-on-one or probably setting up some kind of group to, um, I really enjoy uh, 
deeper conversation. I really enjoy connecting with people. Um, and it's sometimes challenging people and you can't and you kind of sometimes you do have to go a bit slow to get in with people. But I um I got into these 12 step programs. My dad was a drinker, and so I went to the sister programs, adult children of alcoholic, that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And um I don't attend those groups much anymore, but one of the profound things I always loved was when you're in a room of people and just um, being really open-hearted with one another, there's something transformational that happens. Um, when you when you hear somebody else's heartbreak, you know, it might upset you, but it, it kind of heals you as well. It kind of uh, enriches your life. Uh, yeah, so, so I'm... Um, I'm in the just in the process of looking at how um how how I can make that work because you need some kind of structure and I don't want to yeah so I don't quite know the answer to that but I, I'm very interested to um maybe not just other guys but probably guys because I think um guys generally speaking are pretty crap at um actually opening up and with such an opportunity for for males to be you know there's a, there's this woke sort of culture that i despise um but there's a place for being healthy masculine men mm-hmm. being men but um anyway i want i, I totally I agree and i've got, actually got a connection for you if anyone out there listening has an idea or is doing something similar in your community around bringing specifically men together to just be authentic and you know what it makes people feel when someone else shares their experience is like i'm not alone that comes Absolutely. up a lot. So my previous, one of my previous guests, Aaron McLaughlin, he um, he talked about the psychology of of our triggers. But one of the things he's doing in Christchurch with is a courageous conversations. It's this group he started. I think it wow. was during lockdown, yeah. um, bringing people together to have courageous conversations. So it's not just let's get together and have a beer or let's get together and have a coffee. It's kind of structured in a way where, but at the same time, allowing people the grace and the space to share their views. So I'll connect you with Aaron. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Amazing. What is coming up for you? Um, I know you're, you're living day by day, which is beautiful, but what is coming up for you? How can people reach out and connect with you? Yeah, we're still. Um, even though I've stepped back, it's actually uh, the business is still running, uh, in some ways better than it has because we've got a business manager that stepped in and uh, helping me organize things. So, um, I, can I just? I got to jump in on there, okay? Because yeah. I when when Hector and I jumped on this interview today, you guys, I said to him, "You are one of my." the very best guests in terms of sending me your bio, your photo, your music choice, your links, everything all in the same place. And I had to commend him, but he passed on the accolades to his new business manager. So congratulations. You made my life easier as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. It's, it's, so it's been really great. And we're still working on, um, as I said, I've my background's in tax accounting and I've evolved into a business coach uh, specifically around money but it also includes um, really doing some planning and really focusing on the person um, because it's the person that needs to become self-aware and to see what their habits are and to to put these steps into place. So I've got this process. It's called um, um, master master your money. Um, there, there's a there's a link that you can click on and, and get a get a get an idea of it and book a session if you want to to find out more about it. The the address is davidsonfraser.ca. dot 
co.nz. I think it's backslash plan. So Davidson Fraser, as it sounds, .co.nz backslash plan. Um, so that's where you can find out. If there's kind of a map of a, a genius, what I call a genius discovery mastery plan, um, which shows the different parts of putting a business together. I, I, I won't necessarily be able to help with all of them, but it helps you understand uh, the different aspects to the business and the different parts that um, we can work together to, to help you with. Amazing. I'll put the link on the replay page as well. If people are listening to this, uh, the replay of this, they can go and have a look at that. Um, yeah. So what else is coming up for you? Any other places we should look for you on social media or anything? Um, I don't have a lot, but we. But look, I'm on um, uh, Facebook. So Hector Bassett, it's the, the company Davidson Fraser is also on um, um, both Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, and the web, there's a website, davidsonfraser.co.nz. Easy. Amazing. Um, Hector, before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to share with our audience today? Uh, no, it's been, I, I've really, uh, I've, well, yes, I've really appreciated it. I um, would just sort of uh, reiterate that that this idea of developing a little bit of self-awareness, uh, really taking some time to understand what it is that you want, uh, taking some time for yourself, taking some time to get support, um, and, and just knowing just because, you know, I was saying to Natalie that I, saying to you, Natalie, that I, if you look at me, I, I've just taken a step up in terms of what I've dressed at. My 13-year-old gives me a hard time about what I was wearing, so I bought a new shirt and some pants, and I, you can't tell. Oh, I know what, how the 13-year-olds talk. They would say, that's a drip fit. Right. Thank you. That's that's what they say. Thank days. you. Um, he, he said some other derogatory terms about some of my other clothes, but we won't share those things. But um, so mental and emotional health, you can't see it, you know, and it, and it's not, I'm not suicidal. I'm not, a, I, I'm not really depressed. I've just got a lot of stuff going on. Mm. And, and I, look, I, I haven't done any research, Natalie, but I, I would suggest 50% of men over 50 are, uh, are probably struggling with some form of uh, mental or emotional challenge. Um, yeah, and um, we talk about we talk about it a fair bit in this country, but we could talk about it a lot more and 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 be a, be a lot more proactive about it. Um, my wife, you know what? I think we talk a lot about the young people, like the the youth. But I think if the dads were happier, do you agree? Oh yes, the, it's the, the trickle down that's, effect. That's, that's who they you know because see this is the thing my kids are a soak that they whether i'm honest with myself or not they see what i'm going what's going on mm. they can see when i'm grumpy dad they can see you know absolutely um yep yep parental responsibility without sort of emphasizing it too much we can absolutely be good examples which which i think is a lot about being the person you're called to be it's really cheesy and hard to explain but there was, there's only one Natalie on this planet. There's only one Hector Bassett. That's that's the reality of it. Amazing. I, I agree with you. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We've been talking to Hector Bassett today, the topic of profit, profit, and purpose, creating a life of freedom. Thank you so much, Hector, for being so soft-hearted and so raw and transparent today. It's been an honor to talk to you. You're welcome.
Thanks very much. We loved it. And thanks everyone for listening. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.